is, uh, I think his brother Joe, especially his brother Joe, if you heard uh, the, the theme of today's worship service is the dis uh, that God disciplines those whom he loves. And uh, the title of my sermon is, uh, is in that way, the sermon is titled uh, when, Christian, when a Christian sins. Um, and was, the sermon will be from Psalm 6. Uh, <clears throat> but before, I, I, before I, I, I go to Psalm 6, I'd just like to give a, uh, just a, a small introduction. Troubled, 
my soul is my my soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O oh Lord, how long? Turn, O oh Lord, deliver my life. Save me from save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, in Sheol who will give you praise? I am <clears throat> I am weary with my mourning. I am weary. I am weary with my mourning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of my foes. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. For the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. For my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back at me and be put to shame in a moment. Um, Yes, so as I mentioned, this, this psalm uh, is looking at wonderful marks of the believers. That, it, that believers are in fact those whom God ch uh, will chastise, right? who God will discipline, that, in, that, that God will lovingly rebuke. Um, <clears throat> and this psalm is, um, I would say, what the first, though I would not say there's complete consensus, but this is the first psalm. The, the first of the psalms that are called uh, penitential psalms. Um, I mean, I think there's seven of them. We have Psalm 6, we have Psalm 30, sorry, Psalm 51, Psalm 32, Psalm 38, uh, Psalm 42. Can't remember the last one. Uh, but all of these psalms uh, have one thing in common that they are all psalms filled, they, they, they are all psalms that are filled with. Uh, grief over sin, uh, there is a confession of sin, there is expression of penitence and grief by the psalmist uh, throughout. Uh, so again, this is the first, the first of them. I don't know if, if it is the first in, uh, in chronological order, is in, uh, if it was first to be written or not, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but it's the first in the psalm, uh, in how it was ordered. So, the first thing that I want us to, 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 that I want to give you sort of like the outline, I think you see how this psalm breaks down. In verse 1 to 3, um, we have a prayer for the sovereign mercy of God. In verse 4 to, 4 to 7, we have a prayer for the return of God's presence. And then, uh, verse 8 to 10, we have a, a, a defying statement uh, in the in the confidence in God. Right? Uh, yeah. So if you are a note taker, you can put those here in that way. Um, <clears throat> now to the text. Right. Uh, so the first thing that I want you to see, right, uh, <clears throat> right there is that, uh, as I mentioned, all Christians. Are rebuked, will be rebuked when they do stray. And, and, and you notice how David structures this the first sentence, right? He says, Rebuke me not in your anger, O Lord, right? So he does not say, Lord, don't rebuke me. <laughs> because David understands this, right? That he understands how important the rebuke of the Lord is. It, it is uh, a guiding hand. That leads us back to the fold, back to the narrow path, um, as if it, <clears throat> back to the narrow path. And it, it's very important. He, he welcomes the reproof of the Lord. What, what then he's asking for is that the Lord does not rebuke him in hand. I'll get to that. But what, what, what's very important is that Christians will be rebuked, will be reproved by the Lord when they do stray. That is uh, a must of a, of a Christian. If in your life uh, you do not have this, the, the, the <clears throat> if, if, if there is no sense of any reproof from the Lord, that you are just, when you, whenever you're put up in sin, it's as if like nothing. Maybe you're an, Ill, Ill, <laughs> you're an illegitimate son. Maybe you're not in Christ. You should be. 
so, so it's something that ought, that, that ought to be present in every one of us, right? Um, but not only just that, so, so that's the first point, right? And then you see there in verse 4, and he then says, Rebuke me, God, well, before I actually go, before I get to that, I just want you to, to see how David, how David fully understood how the Lord does rebuke his own. Go to first to second Samuel, second Samuel verse chapter seven, sorry, verse fourteen. And this is um, when God was making a covenant with David, right? And this is what it says. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of with the rod of men, with the strut of, of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from me. So David clearly understood this, uh, that the Lord does discipline us when we do stray. Uh, <clears throat> and th th this is uh, how, how the Lord brings us back. This is how the love of God works. It's not without, uh, it, it's, it's not, <laughs> Uh, it's not without bounds when, 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 when we've gone where we should not, when we've done what we should not, the Lord promises us, promises David and even us that he will bring us back by the rebuke, by his rod. And <clears throat> yeah, so, so that's the first thing. And now the, se the second part is what David says that he's asking, God, rebuke me not in your anger, right? Uh, <clears throat> Rebuke me not in your anger, but discipline me in your wrath. The one thing that, we, that, that David is saying here is, David is praying for mercy. He's praying that, that God will not, that, 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 that will not give him what he deserves, right? That he will, uh, <clears throat> that, that the Lord will deal with him as the Father will deal with the Son. So, so he, he's saying, God, don't, don't punish me like some castaway. Lord, Lord, be kind to me. Show me your mercy. Right? He, he's saying, God, I cannot deal with your wrath. And, and, and that is often, um, that, that is one attribute of God that is often understated. That, that I don't think the church has a full grasp of it. Forget the world. The church is, is, is not, in fact, there are some who even deny this, the wrath of God. And, and before, before just, just, just to give context to this, right, um, uh, to, to the wrath of God, just uh, quickly just go to Jeremiah 10. Jeremiah 10, verse 24. This is what the prophet says. Correct me, O Lord, but in justice, not in your anger, lest you bring me to nothing. That is the same cry they, that we're seeing uh, David making, right? The prophet Jeremiah is making, he's saying, God, <clears throat> discipline me in your anger. Because if your wrath comes from me, I will be nothing. I will be ruined. I will be in utter ruin, right? And he's saying, Lord, do not discipline me like an unbeliever, like you would an unbeliever, an unregenerate reprobate. Lord, be kind to me, deal with me as a son. And <clears throat> just, 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 just so we, we fully understand what uh, the, the wrath of God truly entails, um, quickly go to Nahum chapter 1. I'll just read. Uh, from verse 1 to 6, this is what it says. An oracle concerning Nineveh, the book of the book of the vision of Nehemiah of Elkosh. The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord is avenging and dreadful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries and keeps wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and creating power. The Lord will, will by no means clear the guilty. His, will, his way is a whirlwind and storm. The clouds, are the, the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry. He dries up the rivers. Basham, Basham and, Cam, and Camel River 
in the bloom of Lebanon withers, the mountains quake before you, the hills melt, the earth heaves before you, and the earth and all who dwell in it. Who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the heat of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire, and the rocks are broken into pieces. The Lord is good. <clears throat> the Lord is good, is strong within the day of trouble. He knows, he knows those who take refuge in him. But with, an over, but with an overflowing flood, he will make a complete end to the adversaries, and he will pursue his enemies. He will pursue his enemies into the darkness. Right? So, this, 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 this is, this is uh, what, 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 what is there. There is uh, the wrath of God. And when, when God deals with his enemies, <laughs> we, 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 we hear there that the Lord brings them to a complete end, complete ruin. And what David is crying there is that, Lord, punish me as a son, right? Don't, don't, don't give me your wrath. Because he knows that if the Lord deals with him as he should, because David is a sinner, <laughs> David will find himself in utter ruin. <clears throat> uh, so, so he's saying, uh, <clears throat> punish me not as a angry judge, punish me not as an angry judge, uh, <clears throat> but punish me as a, uh, as a son. But uh, just quickly back to Jeremiah one last time. Uh, Jeremiah 46 verse 28. Uh, I just want us to understand this one last thing before, before we go about how God did it. Jeremiah 46 verse 28. And fear not for Jacob, my servant, says the Lord, for I am with you, and I will make him full, a full end of all nations to which I have driven you. But of you I will not make a full end. I will discipline you in just measure, and I will by no means give you unpunished. <laughs> so, this is what, I, what we should understand. When God does deal with the rebel, when God deals with unforgivers, he says, he, he, he deals with them and leaves them destroyed. There is utter ruin in their path. But, when, but, but it does not mean that uh, when, he, when he deals with uh, his, <clears throat> his children, uh, that he, he sort of lets sin pass over. He says, he will not be by no means if you unpunish him. You will not end in utter ruin, but... <clears throat> You will not end in utter ruin, but you will get uh, your lashing, as it were. You will not be let off the book, right? And, and <clears throat> so, so, so there is the chastisement of, what, of, of how a father would deal with the son. And this is how God often deals with us. Uh, and <clears throat> but when he's dealing with unbelievers, there is the wrath that, that is poured out and it leaves utter ruin. And Martin Luther always often talked about how uh, God has two roads, as it were. Uh, there is a road, one of there is one road which is of mercy and goodness, and the other is of anger and fury. And I guess you can see which one is which. <laughs> when God does deal with uh, with believers, there is the road of His mercy and goodness. It's still a road. There will be lessons, there will be it will be severe, but it does not destroy. It, it, it is a corrective road, as it were. But the other road, the road of anger and fury, it, it's it's got its one one purpose, which is destruction. <clears throat> which is destruction. And when we, and as we go back to, to our text, when Jacob, sorry, when David is, is crying to the Lord and saying, Lord, don't deal with me <clears throat> as an unbeliever. Deal with me, don't deal with me with your, in your anger and wrath. Is he's crying out? We, we can see the difference. He's, he's appealing to the to the mercy of God. God, be merciful to me. God, deal with me uh, not as I deserve, Lord, but <laughs> but 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 give me what I don't deserve. Give, <clears throat> deal with me in justice, but not, not as I deserve, right? 
So, so, so David is asking for, for God's fatherly kindness. Deal with me as a father. Uh, deal with the son. And not, uh, so that, that, that's the first point that, that we see. And uh, <clears throat> that, that's the first point that we see, that, that David is crying for, God, for the mercy of God to be upon him. Uh, and I know there's many texts that I'm seemingly going to, and I'm sorry, but we're going to have to do a lot of that today. Uh, just quickly to the text that uh, Brother Joe read for us at the beginning of the service, um, Hebrews, Hebrews, <coughs> Hebrews 12, verse 5, from verse 5, I just want to read uh, all the way to verse 10. This is what it says. And have you forgotten, and have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be wary when, when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have been able to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which you all have participated, then you are illegitimate children, and not sons. Besides this, we have, heard, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of Spirit and you? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best for them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share, <clears throat> that we may share his holiness. For the moment, for the moment all discipline, for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the fruitful, it gives the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. <clears throat> so, this text, uh, and I think Brother George has already mentioned that uh, the first part, which is the quotation, uh, the first one is, uh, is from Proverbs 3, verse 11 to 12. Uh, the other part is from Job. But <clears throat> what I found even more, uh, not so much interesting, but more revealing, is what we see there. What is the purpose of discipline, right? Discipline. It, Discipline in that moment is very painful. It's not easy. It's not all roses. That's not what I'm saying here. But we see that there's a purpose, right? The Lord dis disciplines us for a purpose, right? It yields dis the disciplining of the Lord in its rightful time, right? It, it yields righteousness at the end for those who are betrayed by it. That is what. Uh, <clears throat> That is what we're being told there, right? And, and so, so even, so even as we, as we think about it, even as we experience it, this is what should, we should often be meditating on: that it is godly discipline is a is a form of sanctification that the Lord is leading us uh, to righteousness, back from uh, where we've strayed in His club. In, in, in this club, as it were, is we'll leave some marks at times. There will be marks that will be there. But what, what they do need is they give the, the, the fruitful, the peaceful fruit of righteousness, right, to those who have been trained by it. <clears throat> so, so there will be bruising. There will, there will be bruising uh, in whatever form we experience this. But uh, there is an ultimate goal, right? There is an ultimate goal that the Lord is disciplining us for, which is the righteousness. Uh, <clears throat> so even as you see there, uh, just quickly back to our text, I am sorry we are seemingly in a number of As we see there, David is in anguish, right? It's quite clear. As he is experiencing the discipline of the Lord, David is in anguish. This is what he says, right? Uh, <clears throat> just, uh, you, you can see the hurt. Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. You, you, 
you see that diamond? Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? So David, as he is experiencing this, uh, even though we don't know the exact occasion that is led or the exact sin, uh, but we, we can clearly see that uh, <clears throat> what is confirmed by Hebrews, that's <laughs> Uh, the discipline of the Lord, it, it, it's, it, it's hard, it's, it, it's really, it, it's, it's not sweet roses, it is tough, but it's, it is necessary. And <clears throat> well, the one thing that is better about God's discipline is that as severe as it can be, it is never humiliating. Mm. Godly, godly uh, discipline, and that is a lesson even for us who are parents everywhere, godly dis discipline is never, even though severe, is never humiliated because the goal is, is co it's corrected. It's not punitive. Uh, and, and I think all the texts that we saw there when we read, as God is talking about how you deal with uh, uh, <clears throat> the gentle nations, He talks about utter destruction. You humiliate them. But this is this is not the case as if we're with God with <clears throat> with God with this. It, it, when it is dealing with, with those, uh, it, it is Father, it is love. There's a graciousness to it, right? Uh, David cries out. <clears throat> uh, we can see as David is crying out for mercy, he's begging for graciousness, right? He, he, there is this that, that, that God deal with me as a Father. And, and we see that throughout the whole, <clears throat> throughout the whole, um, at least the first half of the psalm. Um, and even so, so, so when David is crying out for for, for, for God to be to be merciful, to be gracious to him, right? There, there, there is this, there, there is in itself a recognition of God's sovereignty, right? That David is accepting that the Lord will have mercy on whom He will have mercy. He will show compassion for whom He will have compassion, but He's pleading for him. He's saying, Lord. I, I, I know you're sovereign. I know your mercy and, and your graciousness is, is sovereign. Only you decide. But I'm pleading with you, O oh Lord. There, there, there is a confession there of, of God's sovereignty, right? But also our utter weakness and helplessness. David is acknowledging that he can't do this. He, he, he can't save himself from, from this, right? That's what he says. He's begging. If if you jump, if you jump to the next stanza, when he talks about, tell O Lord, deliver my life, right? Save me for the sake of the devil's life. If you see, David, he's basically saying, God, <clears throat> God, you you are all powerful, and you are all merciful. Your mercy is, uh, you, you is sovereign. It is a gift. You, 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 you give your mercy and your compassion to whom you please. In order to, <clears throat> so there is that recognition that, that uh, no matter what the situation is, uh, God's uh, love and compassion can still, uh, <clears throat> uh, the, the, rather, the, the, there is no situation that is sort of beyond the love and compassion of no matter what we are seeing, the one thing, what we have been promised by God is this, right? It's not that there is any sin that uh, seemingly, if you are a believer, you will not commit. What God has promised us is that we will be kept from the one mortal sin, which is unbelief. Mm. But in, in terms of the, 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 the grievousness of sin, there is no sort of like special category of sins that uh, that, 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 that believers will not commit as if, well, with the exception of this one. And <clears throat> so, so we see, so we see this in, in, in how uh, David is, is is truly grieved. Right? Um, so just before we, 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 we move on, I want us to see also just the extent of like his sorrow, right? Uh, <clears throat> As, as, he, as he is uh, crying to God, he is, is, 
crying with God, don't, don't rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your wrath. Like, be gracious to me, O Lord. Keep, I'm languishing. Heal me, O God, for my bones are troubled. My soul is greatly troubled. <clears throat> and he cries and he's saying, Lord, how long, right? Um, <clears throat> look at how uh, in, verse, in verse 6 is how he's describing just the extent of like his the extent of his grief. This is what he says. I am weary with my morning rains. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my clouds with weeping. My eye wears away because of grief. It grows weak because of my foes. The, 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 so <clears throat> so the, the, this isn't just a, uh, a this isn't just a, a sort of like oh David is feeling guilty. No, there's a, a he, he understands the displeasure which, which God has against sin. So, so even as he, even as he's here, he's he's distraught. You, you can see that, right? He is quite distraught. He is is uh, <clears throat> under great correction. He he is beside himself, right? He, he's basically saying, "I work my bed every day with my tears." Friends, do, do we do we have experiences? Do, do you go to sleep crying? Not because of your head feelings, but because you have displeased God. That you, you are so moved. <laughs> David is describing me saying, Oh, my bed is dead. I can't even sleep. That's all I do. I just cry. I'm so I'm so distraught. I've displeased God. I've this sin has, has really, uh, <clears throat> it, it, it's ruined me, it's brought me to ruin. Do we have that God of grief, right? Do, do, do we have, do we understand the extent of the disapproval God has of a sin? I mean, <clears throat> do we have that, friends? And, 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 and I'll say this, uh, we live in a culture of what I call just as I am, right? So when we're told God wants us just as you are, wants you just as you are, uh, and seemingly you're supposed to stay just as you are, but that, that is all a lie because one, what we know is that we don't come to God just as we are. We come in grief. We come repentant. There is no one who has ever come to God just as because then, <laughs> if you've ever come to just go to God just as you are, you are not a Christian. Because you've not understood the, the, the grievousness of your sin. Just how holy God is and how much you've transgressed. So, so there is no, this thing of just as I am or whatever, it's utter nonsense. Uh, and, 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 and I was saying, it doesn't stop there, right? It's seemingly, it's, it's as if, like, to come, just, to come to God just as you are, and seemingly remain just as you are. That's the, the, the there's this call to, uh, what, what that, 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 that's how, that's, that, that's how you can be authentic. Just as you are, right? <laughs> that, that is not hypocritical. But, friends, that is utter rubbish. God, uh, even if you, God will never let us remain just as we are. God loves us too much to let us remain just as you are. <clears throat> for for every, every blood-bought believer, because that's what you are, if you have been if you have a believer, you have been blood-bought, purchased by the blood of the Lord. That's what we say, right? His blood was the cost. Sorry, his blood was the payment. His life, the cost. So every 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 believer is blood bought and is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. And it's such when we when we, when we transgress, when we have unconfessed sin, uh, when we have un when, when we have any sin that we have un we're unrepented of. 
we, we, we are miserable. We will not rest. Our spirit does not let us rest. The, we, <coughs> sorry, no. The Holy Spirit that is in us does not let us rest. <laughs> <laughs> because our spirit, no, no. yes, it will not let us rest. There is this uh, one commentator puts it this way, right? That that there is a, what what sin does to us. That it, it it depresses our spiritual images. It quenches the flame of our devotion. It, it darkens our prospect of faith and hope. We we. we and it produces a slavish dread in us. It, it creates an inaptitude of spiritual servitude or enjoyment. That's what sin does. If you're a Christian and you sin, it will not be all roses. It will not be all roses. It will, we will not, the, the Holy Spirit will not let us rest till we confess our sins. Uh, and, and as John does later put it right that if you confess your sins the Lord will be faithful to forgive and then there is a, a joy that comes back but otherwise in this state there, there, there is a, in this state of unrepentant sin there, there is, it's just gloom right for, for, for us it, it's what sin sin to a believer is what cancer is to the it, 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 it ravages everything, it ruins everything. And, and really, <clears throat> the grief over sin, the grief over sin is, is what causes us to, to cry out to God for that mercy. And, and we see there, like even in the, the, last, the, last, the last sentence of the standard, verse 3, David is crying, How long, Lord? Oh, but you, O oh Lord, how long? How long will you hide your face from me? Right, that, that, that's what he's saying. How long, oh Lord? How long will I uh, be, be so removed? How long will you chastise me? And, and this is not saying, okay, how long will you be patient? So to say, oh God, can you just be done? No, no, no. This is not, this, this is not a, a how long of impatience, of bitterness, of complaint, of criticism, is it true? No, no. How long is yearning for? Is <clears throat> yearning for the deliverance that is that is to come? Is it's anticipation. There's a there's an extent in which uh, when we have like today, like our prayers are seemingly not being answered, or rather, well, they're not being answered in the time frame that we want to write. One end is this prolonged chastisement. It's painful. It's painful. It's real. But but it's necessary. This is what the Lord uses to, to sanctify us. This is what the Lord uses to sanctify us. Okay. <clears throat> Just so we move on very quickly. Now, uh, from verse 4 to verse 7, as I mentioned, this is a. Um, we then see the prayer for the return of God's presence, right? He's praying for God to come back. This is what it reads, right? Turn, O God, turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who will give you praise? Right? So, so, so the, the first thing that I want us to see there is that with turn, they could easily be returned, O God. David is yearning for, uh, for God to return as if God is is departing with his life, right? The, the, the countenance of God's favor is no longer shining. There is a, a loneliness that David is feeling, right? That, 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 that's just not there. And uh, the one thing that our confession that does tell us is that uh, for various reasons, God can sort of withdraw himself from Christians. I would like to read uh, the confession uh, section five mm. quickly. Uh, yeah, section five verse section five, <laughs> chapter five, section five. This is what it reads. 
the most wise, righteous, and gracious God, God, doth often leave us for a season, leave for a season his own children to manifold temptations and corruptions of their own hearts, to chastise them for their own for their former sins, or to discover unto them the hidden strength of corruption and the deceitfulness of their hearts, that they may be humbled into <clears throat> And to raise him to a more constant and to make a more close and constant dependence for their support upon him and to make them more watchful against both future occasions of sin for and for other just and holy ends, so that whatever befalls any of his elect is by his appointment for his glory and for their good. Right? So the the, the what, what's, what the confession is clearly saying and affirming is that there are moments, there will be seasons uh, that uh, God will depart from Christians as he will. So, not, not depart as if now they are no longer Christians, but they may be as if we exposed to so much sin, seemingly, yeah, unrepentant, grievous sin. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason that they are being told there is that. For one, God, God does this to uh, a number of reasons. One is that uh, God wants to show us just how awful, how deceitful our hearts are. How, how dead. So, so you may leave us just to show you maybe you have become a court in your situation. Or just another point is that uh, <clears throat> He may leave us to. In, in such a state, in, in this season, uh, such that we, we fully have an appreciation of uh, <clears throat> that we have a full appreciation in a more and more dependent on God, that we don't have a self righteousness uh, in, in, in our Christianity, in our hope. Right? Uh, <clears throat> and I'm not, I think I've gone through a number of texts, I will not go through this, but go read uh, Exodus 33. I think from verse 25, uh, when uh, the Israelites are about to enter uh, the, the promised land, God tells them, you know what, uh, I made a promise to your forefathers that I will keep you this land. Uh, so you guys can go out uh, the Amalekites, the, the Jebusites, all those people, I will conquer them. You guys can go in, but I'm not coming with you. And, and, and you see that the people more they agree. And, and, and in one way or another, this is this is the description that we have. For for whatever reason, uh, the confession does say whether it's fasting or whatever, chastising, God can punish us, God can make us, can withdraw himself from us <clears throat> to to the extent to which we are um, so that we can be more and more dependent on. Uh, and, and, and I think another one you, you will remember in Second Corinthians, Paul talks. I think it is chapter twelve. He talks about how um, God had left <coughs> that, that, that God had given him a, a thorn in the flesh, right? A, a, a man from Satan, as it were. In three times he prayed, but uh, for it to be taken away, and, and God did not. And the reason, and, and then we hear the answer that God, God is saying, no, in my weak, in your weakness, my strength is perfect. Mm. So, so, so even, even for us, in one way or another, we may go through these seasons, uh, and the extent of them will be different. It doesn't mean that uh, you will be. It doesn't necessarily mean that you will go out of here be engaged in all sorts of debauchery and be outside of the church as Israel. But, <clears throat> but but there will be moments in which we, we are there will be moments in which uh, there is that in your lives, in our lives. Uh, but just quickly again to the confession one last time. Uh, uh, section 18 Section 18 of the Confession, uh, sorry, chapter 18, uh, 
section 4, this is what it reads. True believers may have the assurance of their salvation <coughs> shaped, uh, for different ways, shaken, diminished, uh, intermittent, as by negligence in, pre in, the, in preserving of it, by falling into some special sin which wounded the, con the conscience and give it the spirit by some sudden or vehement temptation, by God's withdrawing the light of his countenance and, <coughs> and suffering even even such as fear him to walk in the darkness and to have no light, yet they are never destitute of the seed of God and the life of faith, that love of Jesus Christ and the brethren, and the sincerity of heart and conscience, out of duty, <coughs> of duty out of which by the operation of the Spirit the assurance may in due course be revived, and by which in the meantime they are preserved from utter despair. So, <coughs> this is the exact thing that I'm saying, that they may that like, believers can for a time be given to all sorts of sin, seemingly walking in darkness, that, that they may seem even to be just like the world in everything, maybe worse. <laughs> but there is this assurance that if they're truly of the Lord, uh, they, the, the, the spirit that is in them will revive them. They will be brought back, they will repent, they will come back. Uh, <clears throat> They'll come back to the fold, and uh, <clears throat> they'll, they'll come back to the fold. And, and this is exactly uh, what, what, was, what what we're seeing here. David is saying, "Oh Lord, deliver! <clears throat> uh, Tell, oh Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love." That, that's what we're told, right? The, the reason uh, there is this promise of God not abandoning us, of God. Uh, that even though a believer may be left alone for a while, that they will come back, that it's because of the steadfast love of God. It, this steadfast, so it's this faithfulness of God that He will bring, bring His own. Those who are God's children will ultimately repent and come back to the fold. Even after, it may take years at times. And, and this is exactly what, what uh, David is calling on God. <coughs> For your sake, for the sake of your of your love, right? Bring me back to the fold. <laughs> and and, and uh, uh, we see that in verse five. So the first, uh, you could even say this is the first appeal. David said, "God, bring me back." For one, because of your steadfast love. Two, he then comes here. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol. Who will give you praise? Now, this verse is, uh, I'll say, a difficult, well, a difficult one because most commentators are all over the place. Uh, one, there are people here who come here and say, ah, well, this is the old covenant. David doesn't know about the resurrection, right? And he's saying, uh, <clears throat> so, so he's saying, no, if, if, if I die now, when will I praise you, right? Uh, and, and I don't quite agree with that assessment, but. <clears throat> What I want us to see is sort of like, think back to who David is. David is a, uh, David is a, is a man, God described him, he was a man after God's own heart. Right? He, he's, he's a tender-hearted man, he's, he's a man who loved God, who had so much fellowship with God. You read through the Psalms in terms of just hearing how much he, he communed with God. He, he was... This was not a David was not a, a Sunday a Sunday Christian. Mm. <laughs> in the previous psalm, in the previous psalm, we hear David talk well the previous two psalms, the, the, the because Psalm four is the evening psalm and the psalm Psalm five is the morning psalm. We see that he, there is this reckoning. In the morning David is like I am with God, he communes with God, he, he fellowships with God in the evening, same thing. So, 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 so there is this closeness that is there with, with, with David, uh, <clears throat> with, with God. So, so when, when there is this, they, they, when there is this chasm, as if there is this feeling that when there is this chasm where he no longer feels the confidence of God, it's as if the hell might as well have opened, right? And <clears throat> so, so he is feeling the condition he's feeling. He's kind of saying. Uh, 
Lord, if 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 I if I if if I, if I if I if I die in this state, if I die sort of outside of like that fellowship with you, Lord, I'm going to hell. That's the one thing. But also, <clears throat> so so it's not that he doesn't know about the resurrection because in Psalm 16, which he penned, it is about he writes about the resurrection that. Uh, <clears throat> That the Lord will not let him see corruption. Well, he's writing about Jesus, but he's talking about that, that even then the Lord will not let him see corruption. That he will ultimately be reunited with him in heaven. So there is praise there. Uh, <clears throat> and as he talks about here, David is saying that uh, he, he does not, if, if God, if, if you were to die in this state, right, he knows where people who are outside of. The fellowship with God, that's where, that's where they go. It, that's where they go, they go to hell. If you die outside of, of, of the fellowship of God, that, that, that's where there is no praise there. Mm. There's no praise of God in Sheol or Hades or hell. Mm. It's just bleak. There's nothing. And, and that's the second argument that he makes. So one is saying, God, save me, save me because of your steadfast love. And Lord, and then he comes to proceed to say, No, look, save me because if I die now, I'll go to hell. He understands that that's where sinners go. Those outside of the fellowship of God. That's the end of it. <clears throat> and really, uh, that, that, that sort of like, really, like, it's. If we, if, if, if we, if, if we were to find ourselves uh, given to so much sin, in all in, in such dark places, we, we, we would rightly question if we were Christians, and if we died in that moment, we would go to hell. I mean, that, that, that's the logical thing. It would be irrational if you were to find yourself in such uh, I've said that given to grievous sin, seemingly you are no longer, you don't have the joy of the Lord. Reading your Bible is just, maybe you, you haven't even read, you don't even pray. And in that moment, you, that you're not possibly thinking, maybe I'm not a Christian. And you're not crying out to God in the same way. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, the last part then we see the confidence that that sort of returns, right? Verse 8, this is what it This is what verse 8 says. Uh, Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. For the, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayers. My enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. So, it's almost... If you didn't know, or rather, if I didn't know that this, this, this psalm was written by one person, if you read verse 1 to 7, it's almost like it's a totally different guy who writes this, the last part of this verse. Because here, here David, you can see the depth of, of, of David's depression in the first, first part of, of the psalm. But here, it, it's all sweet roses, right? He's back to himself. It's, it's as if he's saying, I can smell the sweet scent of heaven again. Uh, <clears throat> his joy has been turned to grief. So one, in verse 8, this is what he says. He declares quite boldly, depart from me, all your workers of iniquity. Right? It, he's, he's, no longer, he's saying, I no longer want to be identified with you guys. It, uh, it, it's kind of like... Uh, if you remember what someone is like, what, what does it say? That the the, <clears throat> the description is that uh, the, the righteous don't walk in the counsel of, of the wicked, neither to stand with them, right? No seat with them. He, David is right now saying, I don't want any association with you guys. Mm. I, 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 I really I don't. I don't want to be identified with you. I want nothing to do with you. He, he, he's saying, <clears throat> Really, that part of me is, is well, he's basically saying that part of me is God. I, I should not do this. He, he, he suddenly remembers that what? Bad, uh, 
company corrupts good morals. He's done. He's like, get out of here. Right? <clears throat> and we see him declaring that uh, because listen to his reason, right? So depart from me, all you workers of evil. For the Lord is dead, the son of my weeping. See, that, that assurance of salvation, that assurance that the Lord hears his prayers, is back again. And it's the exact same thing that, uh, as I read the confession, it tells us that at some point, that if you are a child of God, it returns. You are revived, you are renewed. And <clears throat> you, you, you are back on the straight and narrow. The, the chastisement is, is gone, right? And then, uh, in fact, I would say it could have easily ended in verse 8. It would have been good enough for me, but it, David doesn't end there. And he says, The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord has said my prayers, right? There, there is this, uh, <clears throat> he's very triumphant right now. He, he's very confident. He is defying and he's saying, uh, <clears throat> all, 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 the, all that discouragement is gone. Depart from me. All, 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 the, all, all the discouragement, all, the, all those things, they're gone. And, and I'll give you this example. Uh, if right now, right, God forbid, but if right now I left this place and uh, suddenly I fell into sexual sin and then uh, later in the evening, I meet an unbeliever, and I'm like, oh, guys, this is what happened to me. I'm so grieved. I'm so touched. Uh, the most likely thing they would say is, ah, these things happen, man. Ah, who did you think you were? <laughs> that all of us swear we do kind of thing. And uh, <clears throat> this, is a, this is maybe the, not the best example, but these are the kind of people David is telling to work. Depart from me, mm. because all of that discouragement, all of all of, all of that discouragement, all of, all of the things that they may have even said, these are people uh, that may have even been encouraging him. That no, this sin that is seemingly grieving you, no, there's nothing wrong with it. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way of the world. This is what we do. Oh, oh, oh right. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> okay. So I mean, God forbid this. If Pastor Joe was to leave right now and then decide, no, I'm just going to pray for this provision. It's taking so long. And then, uh, the, the most likely thing is that everyone else who's not a believer, ah, don't even worry about it. Like, you know you should have passed there. Really new because of corruption. Just do it. It's not a thing. Don't, don't even bother. Those are the voices David is dispelling at this moment. He's saying, I want nothing to do with you. Because uh, this is not even, uh, I'll, I'll say this, it's not even necessarily that it's people outside there. Because sometimes we have those doubts, those internal voices that are questioning us, that are saying, is it really worth it? All, 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 this, uh, uh, what, <clears throat> all this suffering, and, uh, all this watching, just so you, because you don't want to pay it. Because you don't want to do what everyone else is doing. And really, we see there that David is suddenly being renewed. He's triumphant. He understands. His joy is back. It's almost, it's almost as if he feels like he's got two angels on either side of his shoulders. And he's walking very, uh, his chest out. And he's saying, no, depart from me. This is not a thing that should ever come into your mind of a Christian. This is not talk that should be associated with Christians. This is not this is not what it's about. This is not what the Lord likes. This is not what the Lord approves of. And then we see there even then the last part of the prayer right? All my enemies shall be ashamed and troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. That, that, that's, that, 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 that's truly what, what has happened, right? They've been shamed. He's no longer... <laughs> the, because what, what, what truly happens sometimes when, you, when you've been in a... I won't even say a grievous sin. Maybe when you've lied. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, 
Now uh, it's as if I'm quantifying uh, sin. But even when you lied, and then you were quite grieved about it, you, you have all these doubters, all these people that are even saying, ah, this God of yours, look at me. Because in, in every sense, the, the chastisement that David was experiencing, it must have been very obvious to people. The people around him saw David was a mess. And seemingly God was not coming to his rescue. He, he, he wasn't getting his joy back. It could have been months, years, or whatnot. We don't know. Maybe a week or a day. But he was a mess. It was quite obvious to people. People, there are people that, that, that maybe will be seeing you. You, you, you. You've transgressed, and those people are just like, ah. He thought you, he always used to say he was a Christian. Look at him. They, they, they mock, they'll mock you, they will do all sorts of things and torment you. And, and here David is basically saying, no, 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 the Lord will put my enemies to shame. He will, and he shall, and he has. And, and, and this is what we need to constantly remember. This is what we need to constantly remember. Yeah, but, but the one thing that, that I want us to see there is that David's confidence is not all of a sudden that uh, in himself, it's in the sovereign grace of God. This is what has brought him to this place. This is what is, is fueling him. This is what is driving him. He, he is, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's in uh, his renewed faith in Jesus Christ. The confidence is back. He is, is back to himself. The, 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 that doubt is, is receding. Is it way? Maybe he's even trusting God more at this point. He, 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 his faith is strengthened. And friends, this is what we always need to remember. One, if you're not a Christian, there is no other, uh, <clears throat> there, there, there is no other uh, salvation in whichever way. Because uh, it's not that it's only Christians that will experience the, the consequences of sin. Unbelievers do in whichever way. Maybe they are less moved by them, but they are there. And, and it's only when we go to Jesus Christ that the guilt of sin is washed away. That, 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 that it is <clears throat> that, that we truly are the, the guilt and the power of sin is washed away. Because if you if, if you're if you're not a believer, sin you, you truly are enslaved to sin. You're not free. That is all you do. Even if you did not want to really ultimately sin, just rules and reigns in your life. And <clears throat> so as, as I end here, I would like us to, to, to truly understand that there is no other saving grace outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. We all need to run to Christ for that. In whatever circumstance that, that you are facing, the loving kindness of God, His compassion, His grace, His mercy. It's, it's truly, there is no situation, there is no sin that is beyond, uh, that is beyond it. You can still be saved from that. Yeah, let me just pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you, Lord, for your word. But truly, that reminds us uh, that <clears throat> as Christians, uh, Lord, we we are disciplined by you, Lord, because you are our Father. You love us, and you want to lead us in the path of righteousness. So you discipline us, Lord, uh, so we can grow in righteousness. So we can go <clears throat> uh, free from. Lord, I pray that uh, as and when we do experience the chastisement of your, of your God, Lord, may we not grow discouraged, but may we still run to you. Where could we go, Lord, but to the Lord? That even as you may afflict us, O Lord, that we'll keep running to you, Lord, because you are the one that can heal us, that can cure us from whatever we have in the world. 
that even God was going to go away. Um, Lord, may we continue to meditate on all these things. Uh, and Lord, we will, we will at this time now go into uh, the Lord's table for you. And we know that, Lord, this is one of the means of grace that you have given us, Lord, to keep us away from sin, to, to renew us, Lord, to, uh, <clears throat> to sanctify us even more so. Lord, may we, uh, may we keep us, uh, Lord, from any sin. Uh, mm. Lord, may we continue be, to be those that uh, are repenting daily. Lord, not just daily, Lord, even moment by moment of whatever sin. We ask all of this in Jesus.